Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to Completely Arbitrary, the podcast about trees and other related topics. I am one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson. And like always, I am sitting across from renowned dendrologist Casey Clapp. Ah, uh, Alex, yes, thank you. Good day. Hello, Casey. I had, uh, yesterday, I essentially, I didn't lose my voice, but I yelled just for, <coughs> you know, whatever reason. Oh. And uh, my my voice is hoarse today, so I might have to take a break and, and, and clear my throat and come back so I can have a, a buttery smooth projection. That's important. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Okay. Casey has cleared his throat, and? Hi. Wow. Yeah, see? That's all I have to do. No discernible difference. <laughs> oh, what? Shoot. Uh, hi, Case. Well, I say hello, but we've been together all damn day. That is that is very true. We're a, we're a conglomeration now. And we reconvene here in the studio. I mean that yep. quite literally also. This is a studio apartment. And we're here to talk about a tree, Casey. That's right, Alex. Well... Whoa, oh, 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 hold, hold on. on. Hold on. <laughs> You can hear the the brakes screeching on that. Yeah. Or he, are we here to talk about trees? A uh, trees. A uh, trees. Yeah. Let's say that. All right. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna break it to everyone like this. We're talking about the dogwood. Okay. Now I say that because I'm not talking about in rather Alex. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to convince you of my what I think. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready to be convinced. There are three species of dogwood that are not interchangeable for you know biological and mm-hmm. taxonomical reasons, but for all other purposes, for the most part, they are they are interchangeable. Here's the thing. This is controversial. This is, it is, it's extremely controversial, and I know a lot of people who are, who get really, really upset about this. Which I think is silly. Yeah, which is fair. I would get upset about this, like, very much so. Um, Their silliness, however, I think is okay, because in in a lot of ways, they're right. You know, there there is a difference between, you know, certain dogwoods. Uh, Some are very obvious, some are not. We're talking about the three not-so-obviously different dogwoods. And we're not talking about literal terms here. No, 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 no. And what we're talking about is more if you go out and you're you're just a, you know, you're a tree uh, semi-enthusiast, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you can recognize that's a cherry, that's a this. A crocin. Yes. And there are many people who would not be able to tell the difference between a dogwood and a cherry. They would just be like, yeah, Bloom's uh, white or uh, pink and the, yeah, yeah. it's a cherry. And it's like, oh, actually, it's completely not a cherry, but that's okay. That's mm. fine. We're just going to move on. <laughs> so... This is for those people who walk outside and they're like, oh, it's a dogwood. That's great. This is for you. Those people, 
don't tell the difference. Is that a Pacific dogwood? Right. Is that a Eastern flowering dogwood? Is that a Coosa dogwood? They they don't know, and for all intents and purposes, it doesn't matter. Wow. So we're talking in sort of. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this. We're speaking in broad specifics. Yes, I think so. Yeah. And and here so here's the thing. The, these are the three species, which is Cornus Cusa, the Cusa dogwood, mm-hmm. Cornus Nutalii, the Pacific dogwood, okay. and Cornus Florida, which is the Eastern flowering dogwood. Right. So in the, in the episode title of this of this episode, it's gonna yeah. say dogwood. It's just gonna say dogwood. Yeah. But you get a little threefer here. You do. You get the threefer, and and the thing about the threefer is that they 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 all look kind of the same. They look kind of mm. the same, but they also have like very minute differences. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, you know what? We're just we're just going to go for we're just going to call them all what they are, which is a dogwood. Okay. Second, here's a second reason okay. of three. The second one is the Pacific dogwood is my favorite. I love Pacific dogwood. Well, that's because we have a West Coast bias. Yeah, we do. We have a West Coast, but I also because it's huge. It is. It's a. Uh, uh, I believe my notes here. I, I literally have written. Um, it gets huge. Uh, like spit out your coffee. Wait, that's a fucking dogwood. <laughs> I have that written and Alex, uh, true to form. I also have um, commas and quotes as if I was writing this in a literature class. <laughs> so it's perfect. <laughs> so it's, I think it's great. It's a huge, big, beautiful tree. Yeah. Um, however, the Eastern flowering dogwood is ubiquitous across the landscape. Sure. So I think one is really cool. I think one is really beautiful. I think they're both very beautiful. Um, but the ubiquitousness of the Eastern flowering dogwood, that's the one that 90% of the people who are listening to this are going to interact with. Gotcha. So it's kind of like, well, I, I want to throw a bone out to those, especially if you're in the East. They're everywhere. And that's your classic pink dogwood. That's your classic pink dogwood. It's literally the one that's growing outside the window behind me that's right now. right. Beautiful view. Yeah, but the last thing is um, those dogwoods both have a little bit of a disease that gets them. So they are starting to plant more often the Kusa dogwood. The Kusa dogwood also is a little bit tougher and it grows a little bit faster. Mm. So it's more resistant to this disease, grows faster. It's a little bit tougher. You can plant it in like less nice areas and it will kind of just keep going, be perfectly fine. Okay. A little bit more drought tolerant. It's also, uh, because of those things, a little bit cheaper. If you can grow a tree a little bit faster, mm-hmm. you can sell it quicker, so you can sell it a little cheaper. Okay. Um, or if there's a lot of them, there's a lot of kooses out there. Sounds like all upsides. Uh, all upsides, but that uh, that means that they just sell it at Home Depot. And so if someone um. says, hi, I just, I just want to get a dogwood. I just want a nice dogwood. They go to their local tree expert at the Home Depot. Again, my notes have quotes around tree expert at oh, Home boy. Depot. Sorry. Shots fired. <laughs> Oh, yeah, whoops. Then uh, you're going to get a Coosa dogwood. So nowadays, if this was 1950, it was a Eastern flowering dogwood. Right. If it was uh, 10 years ago, it's a Coosa dogwood. So if you are seeing this beautiful white dogwood, you're like, oh, wow, that's really nice. It's probably a Coosa dogwood. Okay. So I am like, okay, they're essentially interchangeable now. Um, and the last thing, Alex, and it pains me to say this, is oh, that- no. At the macro level, they're so similar that you wouldn't be able to tell them apart unless you specifically were trying to tell them apart. Wow. So it's almost like why why go through all the pains and all the trouble to do so when we can just as easily say, this is a dogwood we're talking about. I like this, Casey. Okay. You, you don't have to do any convincing here. Oh, really? I have these three things written out so that I could convince you. 
You've done it. Really? Oh my god! I'm and very, I'm, I'm very proud of myself. I'll tell you why. Thank you. <laughs> well, your your uh, the dice are loaded in your favor a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Because I am a man of efficiency. Ah, yes. And this is an efficient episode. This feels efficient. We're covering three trees in one. Three trees in one. And it's not. It's not. It's it's being done in a way that's not tacky or trite. It's, oh, it's good. Beautiful. I'm, that makes me feel very good, Alex. This is a good podcast. Yes, thank this you. Is me standing in my uh, in my mirror at three a.m. <laughs> Yelling at the mirror. No, no, no. This is a good. Okay, Alex, stop it. You look <laughs> practicing. Okay. Well, I have one more caveat that I want to say. All right. Uh, a little there, footnote. There are many different species of. Uh, of dogwood. Okay. I, I think there's something like 45, 50 species, somewhere in there. Depends oh, on, damn. Depends on like who you're talking about, how you split them, that kind of thing. Wow. So let's just say there's 45 species of dogwood. Okay. Um, a lot of those do not have the flowers that all three of these ones have. Hmm. Their flowers are like significantly different, like kind of stunningly different. Okay. I'll explain why they're still considered dogwoods um, in a second. Okay. But... Um, we're talking just about these these three particular ones. All the others exist in their own right, and they have credit, and they might get their own episode someday. But sadly, uh, all these all these uh, siblings are so close together that we we don't even separate them anymore. They all get the same name. We're not talking about Hans Van Trapp. And we're not talking about Greta Von Trapp. <laughs> no, we're talking about the Von Trapp family today. Alex, we're talking about the Von Trapps today. I that was a pretty good one. I thought that was good. I didn't know where you were going until I was like, "Oh, Von Trapps, okay, that's you know, that's that's movie, okay, yeah, I'm yeah, with you, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so today we're talking about the dogwood, Alex. Uh huh. And I have a special surprise for you. What's that? Well, normally, uh, what what would you say at this point? Well, I would say, Casey, let's imagine as we do every episode that you and I are walking. Oh, I don't know, in the. In the Portland city streets, yeah. and you come across some dogwoods. That's what I would say. Exactly. Or maybe you're walking uh, along this nature p- path, and you see this like poof of these gorgeous white flowers coming yeah, out of the, yeah. the side. Yeah, and we you, would you, use our imagination to get us there. Alex, I got news for you. Huh. This time, I don't think we should use our imaginations to just imagine it. Okay. I think we should use our imaginations and go there. Well, let's try our hardest. Ready? Well, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That's right, Alex. Casey, how'd you do that? With the power of imagination, <laughs> I have brought you into my world, which is covered in flowers and trees and not grass all the time, but sometimes. That's right, Casey. We are out. Uh, I don't know how this happened. This it's is amazing. The power of imagination, I suppose. We are out here in Portland in the Overlook neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we are we just happen to be standing next to one of the most majestic, beautiful trees I've ever experienced in my entire life. I don't even know how our imaginations pulled us so specifically to this exact tree. Of all the trees of all the world. This is like uh, this is like the uh, the Star Trek, uh, the imagination room. What, what is that? What is that called? <laughs> I, the only thing I know, the hollow deck. The, the hollow deck. Yeah, okay. they, they go like they can they can like put themselves on a beach, you know, oh, to yeah. get away. I see. I've seen them do those like where they're talking and they're like enjoying themselves, and then like all of a sudden it's like and then they're back in, yes. like, on the ship in that like gray room. Yeah, what a terrible thing. Yeah, That's, but this is this is like a real life version. This of is that. a real hollow deck. So Alex, right before we we found ourselves in this never never land of tree world. Yes. Um, 
um, we were trying to figure out exactly what this tree looks like. How do I D it? And uh, I said, well, Alex, how about, uh, how about we just pull you in here? And now in, in front of our faces is... An Eastern flowering dogwood. This is an Eastern. This is an Eastern. See, if you had asked me, uh, as far as the law of averages goes, I would have said this is a Pacific dogwood. Ah, yes, exactly. But the the thing is, if there's a tree that's planted on the streets, as we noted, it's probably one of the Eastern flowering dogwoods. It smells good, Casey. Yeah, it does. I think so. Oh my god, they almost never smell. Well, let me get in, let me get a really good yeah, whiff yeah. here. Get, get in there. Thanks for recording that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for doing it. <laughs> I pulled my microphone away. You put yours <laughs> into my face. Yep, got um, it. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I just I'm smelling plant. There are so there are blooming uh, uh, rhododendron and an azalea behind us, which might also have something to do with it. Yeah, it's a beautiful space here. Well, Alex, let's ID this tree. Okay. Do you want to take a crack at it? I'm sorry, that's my line, Casey. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Casey, let's ID this tree. Uh, let's start at. You know what? Let's save the flower for last. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, then um, walk with me underneath okay. to the base. So, Alex, the big thing with this tree is it's a broadleaf deciduous tree. Uh-huh. And it has a really rough bark. Now, this is specifically the eastern flowering dogwood, Cornus florida. Yeah, this is very, very uh, pockmarked and uh, big, big puzzle pieces sticking, jutting out. Yeah, it looks kind of like alligator skin or something like that. It does, but like... It's very rough. Much more 3D. Yes, got yeah. a really topographic feel to it. That's a really good... It is topographic. I think that's the great descriptor. The other thing, as you can see, as you stand underneath it, its branches kind of come out and they almost arc up and down. They undulate out into a big, open, very, very, like, rounded canopy of a tree. You know what it reminds me of? What? We just talked about the live oak mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Yes. This has got sort of a live oak feel. It's kind of like a miniature live oak. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Especially with all the moss that usually gets on it because it has such rough bark and it grows so slowly that you end up getting all these uh, all this moss and lichen and things covering it quite often. Oh, because it's rough, the moss can like cling to it Exactly. Better? It's got a, good, got a good place to have some good purchase. Casey, let's take a pause right there. And yeah. I, I just want to say our first, we had our first passerby. Ah, uh, yeah. What, did, what happened? I waved. He did not wave back. Wow, my imagination land is horrific. <laughs> but he did. He did look. He did look at us like we were uh, two crazy people, yeah, and well, I think rightly so. I think rightly so. I think that's fair. The I image here is just amazing. <laughs> it's just all these wires between us talking <laughs> on microphones. We look like human computers. Nothing somebody put to out see on the sidewalk. Here. I know. <laughs> we can love. <laughs> we can love this tree. <laughs> what kind of moss is this, Casey? Um, you know what? I don't know that sort of moss. It's a. Uh, okay. It is something that I have not focused on and I am shameful about that. If I can, I will I will type that in later so everyone knows. Okay, I think it's pretty cool. I like moss. Yeah. Well, so let's take a look at these leaves, Alex. Yes. Uh, dogwoods famously are oppositely arranged. So their leaves will grow um, and their buds will be set opposite each other uh, along the twig. Right. And their leaves also are are simple. They are entire, but they have what's called acuminate veins. Do you see the veins on those little <gasps> tiny leaves? Acuminate meaning at the tip? They all go to the tip. Converging to the tip? Yeah, yes, exactly. So the, the veins don't go to the edge of the margin. Precisely. They though. all kind of like, they're like estuaries. Exactly. They all kind of go to the same They curl up delta. and around, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we thought we were going to have birds and stuff singing, but we just have trucks <laughs> we just driving have, by. We just have diesel engines. This is the world we live in. <laughs> 
yeah, it's a gr- it's a very unique looking leaf. Yeah. At, at first glance, it's extremely simple. It mm-hmm. just looks like a damn leaf. Yeah. Now you mean simple in terms of like uh, normal. Yes. Okay. I don't mean like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, in the technical term, simple also means it's not compound. Oh, oh, oh. So you're, you're right on both accounts, okay. all three accounts. Okay. Well, wait, what do you call this shape, this um, leaf shape? That, I would say, is obovate. So it's it's oblong, but it's also ovate, which makes it Great. kind of look like an egg shape. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, all the veins come to a point. There that's you go. amazing. It's a lustrous green right now, and that's just because yeah. it's new. But they'll kind of fade to be kind of a dull green. Um, but the big thing about dogwoods, the thing that you just can't get away from oh is boy. the flowers. Here we go. That is, that's why people, that's why it's here. That's why, Alex, as you look down to your right, uh-huh. I see two. As we look down to our left, I see one Two again, one that's way further down there. We passed and parked underneath one. We yep. drove by on the road before we took a left, I mm-hmm. think five in a row. Yeah. And then as we walk around here, for those of you who are on the Patreon, this is going to be followed up by a really fun tree walk. Anyway, just letting you know. <laughs> We're going to see another five million of these planted in the same exact kind of area. Yeah. I mean, you know what, Casey? Sometimes you, there's a tree that's very po- like, like Bradford pear. Yes. Popular tree. Yeah. Street tree here in Portland. They're fucking everywhere. They're everywhere. But, but everybody hates them. Everyone so. hates them, it, which is so ironic. Like, why does everyone hate them, yet they're all everywhere? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Amazon, where everyone's like, oh, I hate Amazon. I'm just going to go quick order something. Yeah. It's like, you can't have it both ways, you guys. Yes, it's true. Well, But, so, no, hold on. Okay. I was halfway through oh, a thought. Jeez, I'm sorry. Here's the rest of it. I think the dogwood is deserving of mm. being so uh, abundant in this city. Alex. Oh my God! I hope that's not that's uh, not a little tip of my cap to my score. This is this is going to make our conversation after this pretty intense. Wow! To be very clear. Oh no! Anyway, we're going to skip over that for a second. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the flower. Uh, you know, before we do, uh-huh. I need. I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. I'm going to be so torn in this episode. Uh, you're not even. You're not even going to recognize me at the end. That was such a weighted way you said that. That I agree with you. I agree with you. There was yeah. pain. There was pain in that. There's pain. I have pain. Casey. Anyway. Let's you need look to at talk these flowers. To somebody, I can find you somewhere. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to these flowers about the pain. Is really what I'm going to do. Yeah. So these are four petaled flowers. Alex, wrong. Oh my god! Hold on. Count them out. I count. Oh, Casey. What, Alex? Uh, the little buds in the middle here are those <laughs> petals? No, those are the flowers. So Wait actually, a I take it back. They are four petaled flowers. Okay. But there are in each individual, what you could, would call one individual flower, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, probably like 10, 20, 15 little individual, teeny tiny, inconspicuous flowers in the middle of four gigantic big bracts. Those, those are bracts. Those are bracts. Look at them closely, Alex. Will you notice that they have what you would call acuminate veinage? Uh, yes, they do. Yes. Those, the thing that makes the, the eastern flowering dogwood, the Pacific dogwood, and the Kusa dogwood all incredible uh-huh. are the, the bracts, the modified leaves. They're modified leaves. The modified leaves, Alex. Wow. What? It's a leaf wearing a petal's f- mask. That's exactly it. Now, take a step over here. 
Uh, just next door, we have a Kusa dogwood that is growing, and you can see the same exact thing. The Kusa yeah. dogwood has about, I think, maybe like forty different individual little tiny flowers, and then the leaves or the the uh, the bracts, bracts they haven't quite come out because the Kusa blooms later, and that is why these are still just kind of green like a leaf, and they're just about to start coming out. Oh, that's why these are somewhat green because they are leaves turning into quote petals. They are basically, yeah. This is the transformation happening. Yeah, you but, ever you ever read those anim- anamorph? Books? Oh yeah, oh I did. That, those are fun. What would it, what would it, a floromorph? Yeah, this is a floromorph. Ha! Pretty cool. The floromorph. Well, so this one is like this lustrous, like I call it like a, a a cotton candy pink. Oh yeah. Like, when you see it from afar, you're like. Is there a cloud that needs to be eaten over there? I think there is. Yeah, this is very, it's very pink. And it's so, but it's so beautiful. It's insanely gorgeous. It's beyond gorgeous. It's so full of flowers. Yeah. And, and I, I just, I, I, I love them, Alex. I have one tattooed. I have two or three pictures on my phone from this season already. Uh-huh. 30 from all the other years prior. I love dogwoods. Oh, of dogwoods. Of dogwoods specifically. Wow. I think it's the only not conifer uh, flower or, or fruit thing that I have on me. Wow, because you the only one. you are very strict, almost extremely strictly a mm-hmm. conifer man. That's exactly right. Yeah, so it's but uh, uh, you betray your your you show your hand a little. I here. did. Yes, I know, and it's like ah, this is the conversation we're going to have is going to be more about this. Later. Okay, but. We should hold off one second because we haven't talked about the Pacific dogwood, Alex. Okay, and we're not standing next to one of those. We are not standing next to a Pacific dogwood, but if you just wait 30 seconds, we will be. Wow. Well, with the power of imagination, we could maybe just close our eyes and open them back up and we'll be there. Exactly. Let's try. Three, two, one, and open. Wow. Uh, Look at this. Casey, I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. This is a newly planted tree. Yeah, it's small. Um, and we walked over uh, a few others, but this one actually does a really good job of showing the, uh, this is actually probably the hybrid between the Pacific and the um, Eastern flowering dogwood called Eddie's White Wonder. Wow. Let yeah. me guess who named that one. Yeah, it's actually Wonder. Was it yeah. <laughs> Stevie Wonder Stevie named this Wonder tree? Stevie Wonder did it. <laughs> Or Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. two. We, can't, we don't know which. But I know it's a small tree, but look at the flowers and look how beautiful they are. Again, the little tiny flowers with the big white bracts coming around yep. and the smooth-ass bark. Yeah, the bark is uh, is is not at all like the other bark. Is that just because it's young? No, it, it stays almost like this throughout its life. It gets a little bit more furrowed as time goes on. And that's and unique really to old. That's unique to Eddie's White Wonder. Well, no, it's unique to the Pacific Dogwood. So oh. this is a trait of the Pacific Dogwood of having really smooth bark. Oh, this is a Pacific Dogwood. Yes, well, this it's is a, a cultivar. It's a hybrid between the Eastern and the Pacific. Okay. So this is uh, it, the the flowers are white, and that is a big thing with the Pacific Dogwood. If you're driving around right now in the Pacific Northwest, anywhere in the West, and you see a dogwood in bloom, if it is a white dogwood, it is probably the Pacific dogwood. Got it. It also will grow way, way bigger than all the rest. The Pacific dogwood, many people call it the giant Pacific dogwood because it will grow easily up to 60 or 80 feet. Oh, shit. It's huge. I, w- I can't even imagine seeing an 80-foot dogwood. I would, yeah. I would blow my mind. They're, in, they're incredible, but they have to compete with forests that have Douglas firs and western red cedars and sick of spruces in it, you know? Not so easy. Exactly. But they grow right on the edge habitat. I was going to say, they don't seem like they would even try to grow in the same space. No, no. They, they pop themselves out in between areas and they're like hey 
what's up? Mm. I'm here. And then once the green leaves come on, they almost just like whoosh, disappear back into the ether of the forest. What is it? What did we call that? There's like oh, overstory, understory, but it yep. was like like an outer rim tree. Yeah, we call them edge trees. Edge trees. Yeah, where okay. they grow on the edges of habitats yeah. or like in openings or something like that, where it's not just that big thick forest of the unanimity of, of form. I do want to specify something here, Casey. Please do. I would not call these flowers white. Oh, you, what would you call them? On closer inspection, they are, imagine like a paint oh, palette, okay? Okay, okay. You take a little dab of titanium white, mm-hmm. excuse me, titanium white. Oh, thank you. Um, a little dab of like a lime green. Oh. And a little dab of uh, canary. Okay. Yellow. Just the tiniest dabs. Yep. And you gotcha. mix it all together, so it's mostly white, but I see hints of green and mm. yellow in them. And it, it turns into this beautiful cream I see this. color. It is. It's a very nice cream. I think you're. I think that's accurate. I think looking at this one across the street, um, which is probably another hybrid, but it also could just be um, the one of the either, or any of them, because uh, usually the eastern flowering dogwood uh-huh. is pink. You see a big pink, like that, that candy candy pink color like that one just over there that's again they're literally everywhere yeah that's the eastern flowering dogwood okay the if it's a big one and it's white and they're it's blooming at the same time it's either a hybrid between the pacific and the eastern or it's certainly a pacific definitely if you're in a anywhere that's a a kind of rural or wooded area not next to a house like it's growing on the side of a road popping out from what you thought is just a bunch of maples okay that's a pacific dogwood cool if it is a dogwood and you're sure of it and it's not blooming right now, uh-huh. and the others are. Right. That is a Kusa dogwood. Kusa. Kusa dogwood is the uh, the variety that we talked about that go or that grows natively in Korea and Japan. Not Kus Bay. Not Kus Bay. Mm. <laughs> no, that would have right. been funny. Um, so the the Kusa dogwood will grow. It is disappointing, but honestly, I guess that's just a Pacific one, right? I think Eddie's White Wonder makes up for it. <laughs> it does. The uh, the way it works is you get this uh, you get this um, this this kind of uh, wave of color where you get the pink, oh. you get the white, and then there's kind of a lull, and then the kusa comes out in full force with another big white balloon. Most of the time, it sometimes can be a little bit, um, a little bit, uh, kind of like greenish, pinkish, you know, like little streaks of pink. Okay, but kusa is normally white. And, and the, the other thing, sorry, real quick, mm-hmm. the bark of the kusa as it grows up, it kind of flakes off. And Ooh. so you don't get this like uniform white or uniformly like rough and rugged. You get this kind of like puzzle piece patchy bark kind of okay. as it goes up. Wow. That's how you can tell the difference between what otherwise are the exact same trees. Uh, Casey, we walked over to this uh, this one across the street. Yep. It's another white one. Mm-hmm. So you, you thought maybe a hybrid between Eastern and Pacific. Yeah, but this one looks more like it, it, based central. on the bark. It looks like this is, yeah, this is central time. <laughs> Do we have a mountain dogwood too? That's what we need. <laughs> Where's our GMT dogwoods? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this one has got like some pretty uh, sort of... Uh, like like an ombre effect in their leaves. Ah, uh, yes, I see what you're saying. Where they kind of the tip of the leaf kind of curls in on itself, and you it's mean, got a little you mean bit the of bract. a uh, Excuse yes. me. Wow. The tip of the bract. What am I leaf? saying? Who is this guy? Has this sort of like wave shape mm-hmm. in the middle of it, like a yep. wave tunnel? Totally. And uh, it's it's got pink around the edges, and it looks like looks like they're bleeding. It almost looks bit. like there's a little twirl at the end there. Like yeah. Kind of just go. Just yeah. an, a nice little touch. That's about right. And then the other thing, there's bracts. Uh, usually the uh, the dogwood from the Pacific, that one's going to have about six to eight petals, or bracts, rather. Oh, really? Me, 
whereas the Kusa and the Eastern Flowering uh-huh. almost always has four. Wow, good to know. That's a that's a great. I love these ID tricks where like. This is always going to be this. Mm-hmm. This is always going to be this. Look at that first. That's exactly it. Once you can uh, basically say, I have, I know this is a dogwood. Yeah. Now you just have to go through the one, two, threes of which one it would be at any given point in time. Wonderful. There well, you go. Well, Casey, I hate to say it. <sighs> I have a feeling this is where your praise of the dogwood ends and where the criticism portion of our show begins. Well, this show wouldn't be completely arbitrary unless I had some very arbitrary opinions That's right. about what maybe should be planted here instead of a goddamn dogwood. Those opinions and more after the break. We'll be right back. We're completely arbitrary. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back. We have teleported through time and space. We are back in my studio. Our studio, excuse me. The studio. This is my studio apartment, but this is our recording studio. Studio, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, Casey, what a, what a wonderful time we had uh, <sighs> traipsing through our uh, uh, imagination portals. Yeah, I feel, I feel refreshed. Honestly. I do too. Uh, and also, Casey. Yes, sir. Are you ready for some Croson's homegrown trivia. Oh, I sure am. Uh, let's see what you got here. All right, let's do the damn thing. Let's get it. Let's let's get let's get into it. Let's get let's get deep. Uh, I like starting with etymology. Yes, because in a way that's the uh, the perfect place to start. I do agree entirely. <clears throat> um, so dog wood does. I have some uh, some sad news. Yeah, doesn't come from a dog. I thought it didn't. You thought it didn't? I thought that it did not. Like, oh, I think yeah. it's one of those things, like, if, if it does, there's usually some obvious way. Right. And it I've, does not. I've never heard of an obvious way of what dogwood come from, has I, come from. I had hope in my heart. Yeah. But it's actually from dag. Dag? Yes. Uh, like, like, dag as in a sharp object, like a dagger. Huh. Uh, in med- in, in uh, medieval times, uh, uh-huh. because the wood, here's something we, you should know about the wood before we talk about any about, yeah. of this. The wood is extremely hard. Yes, I I know that. It's really, really strong hard wood. Yes, this is hard, hard, hard wood. Like a pain mm-hmm. in the ass to work with wood. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was used to make daggers in the Middle Ages. Gotcha. Um, and dag is just a word that means sharp ah. object. It could also make skewers for yeah. meat. Interesting. Um, yeah, because it's so, it's, it's so, its name literally Dang. means hard wood. Yeah. Like hard, ah, sharp wood. It's dogwood or like dagger wood or like, yes. uh, I gotcha. Exactly. I really wish we stuck with that. That would be cool. Oh, yeah, it's a, dagger it's a wood. dagger wood tree. Yeah, man. Look how beautiful it is. We should maybe start calling them that. Yeah, I like that. I think I'm going to call it that from now on. Let's do it. It's a dagger wood tree. New, new uh, arbitrary petition. Yeah, it reminds me 
of a, a friend of the pod, Dags, uh, my friend. Uh, oh. She plays Frisbee. Her, oh. her nickname's Dags. I don't know where that came from. Shout out I, to yeah, Dags. I don't know if she actually uh, makes daggers. Makes daggers. I'll ask. She is a human dagger. She is. I mean, she's a very good Frisbee player, so maybe. Oh, she cuts through the air to catch those uh, Hail Marys. Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah, that's it, Alex. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Cornus, which is the dogwood uh, genus. Yes. Uh, cornus means in, in Latin horn. Oh. Uh, also, a cornus was a an ancient Roman brass instrument. Um, you would see this often used in gladiatorial arenas. Okay. Uh, to uh, to communicate things to troops. Oh. Just this big loud horn. Weird. Now, Casey. Yeah. Where I you- searched and I searched for why. Cornus horn yeah. is used for the genus of dogwood. Weird. I found nothing. And maybe nothing. somebody can help me. So maybe I just had a blind spot. There was huh. a, a, a link that was left unclicked somewhere. Ah, uh, yeah. Any ideas? I don't have any idea. Okay. The, the, the one thing I initially thought of is that maybe they carved horns out of it because it was so hard. Like a hunting horn? Yeah, potentially. something like that. Yeah. The other idea that maybe like um, is it's when they're in bloom, they're like such a loud tree that maybe everyone's like, yes, the tree is so loud. It's as if it's a horn yelling that spring is here. I like this. This is creative so, yeah, thinking. Maybe that's, that's good. It. Okay. Well, All right. Well, well, if you have any ideas uh, out there in, in listening land, let us know. Yeah. Um, Casey, a side note. There's also a uh, there's a species of sea snail yeah. called Drupella cornus. Drupella cornus. I'm gonna uh, look this up. The horn droop, and I thought this was an interesting intersection of of trees and uh, animals. It is, yeah. Because not only is it uh, uh, cornus, which is the dogwood fan, uh, yeah. genus, but a droop, the horn droop. Yeah, a droop is a type of fruit. I, yeah, which is opposite though, because usually a droop would have a hard outside with a or a soft outside with a hard inside. Yes, this is the exact opposite. It's a hard shell with a squishy little mollusk on the inside. Interesting. Ah, wait, snails aren't mollusks. Sorry, I take that back. Whoa. Oh, are they? I think they might be. Right to us. There's no way to tell. <laughs> There's someone out there who's pulling their hair out. <laughs> cool. Um, so the wood uh, used uh, from the um, dogwood is mostly going to be sapwood because the tree is mostly sapwood. Yeah. Uh, very little heartwood mm-hmm. in this in, in in dogwoods. Maybe that's a maybe that's a common thing mm, for yeah. trees. I don't know. Well, some 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 do, some don't. Okay. Um, the wood itself extremely extremely hard. I cannot mm. stress that enough. Uh, it's got a kind of a cream color, sort of maybe pale pink. Yeah, like a um, pale tan kind of is what I see usually. Yeah, I yeah. have seen the pale pink though uh, many times in the middle. That would be kind of what the hard uh, center heartwood would look yeah, like. Yeah, okay. These trees don't get that big, so they don't develop that crazy heartwood the way you'd see in, say, a walnut or something sure, like that. Sure, like a big-ass oak tree. Yeah, precisely. Um, <clears throat> so because it's so hard... Uh, this wood is is in the woodworking world, Casey, mm-hmm. which is something that I'm interested in doing, but I will never be able, I will never have the space, time, or money to get uh, into woodworking. Okay. But it's a dream of mine. Yeah. Maybe we should just put you in a class so you have to go like once a week. I would love that. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll look into it. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Uh, so they're good. Uh, this wood is really good for small, hard things. Uh, uh, we're talking loom shuttles. Okay. Uh, you know what a loom is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the shuttle part of the loom. I don't know what the shuttle part is. It's uh, this is a piece that moves back and forth. I ah, think. The okay. little the little thing you comb back and forth. Ah, okay, gotcha, I think gotcha. That's the loom. Um, tool handles. Mm, yeah, because you have to be hard. Right? Definitely. Yeah. I found roller skates. Oddly enough, 
I guess the, maybe the bottoms, of, like the soles of the roller yeah, skate. Yeah, I see. Um, walking canes, wow. nice and sturdy. Bows and arrows. I heard about bows and arrows. I, uh-huh. I, they, they would be used often because they're also very hard and flexible. Yes. Whether, if it's not very flexible, uh, but enough that it's not going to break and it has that stretch like a U, then you end up getting this uh, a very good tension on your bow so it can shoot things really far. U's, the best best bow trees in the world. Yes, they are. Uh, dulcimers, fine inlays, so mm. like really intricate work because yeah. it's not going to just fall apart on you. It's so fucking hard. Totally. Uh, golf club heads. Whoa, I can, I can see that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, mallets, piano keys, cabinets, anything that you just want to beat the shit out of. Yeah, or something that just needs to be real hard. Yeah. For, for a long time. You don't want it to break or break down. Precisely. I see. Uh, the dags. If we're talking indigenous uses, the bark is very rich in tannins, used mm-hmm. in traditional medicine uh, as, a, as a substitute for, help me with this word. Yes. Qu- quinine? Oh, quinine. Quinine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Treatment for malaria. Yeah. It's also been used for... Um, uh, its bark has a little bit of, uh, I should, I'm going to say this wrong because I always do, um, salicylic acid. You did it great. Did I? Yes. Yes. So if you actually are feeling uh, you got a little bit of a uh, stomach ache or a fever or something like that, uh-huh. it's not as potent as what you'd get in a willow, uh, but you can make a, um, a tincture or something out of it, and that also is something you can take. Uh, I think you can also use the leaves a little bit in that, kind of crush them up, and then you can get yourself uh, a little bit of relief from anything that's really fever and chills. Yeah. Um, the bark, inner bark and the leaves, I think, were used specifically for those teas. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, the bark also makes great uh, brown dye for clothing. Yeah, that's honestly something that I was kind of surprised about. So you, really? can, you can drink it uh, and it'll help you, or you can turn it into a dye and it right. will dye something. Like that blue Sonic curry. Oh, yeah. It was like it'll making people both. have like blue diarrhea. That's horrific. I never, I never tried that out, so I, I don't know. I, it's one of my, my greatest regrets. Oh, geez. I've never had it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Casey, that's that your was, regret is not having that's, it. That's exactly right. You yes. want to have the blue diarrhea? Yeah, just for an experience. Yeah, I guess that's, that's fair. A good story <laughs> to mix it up. Um, <laughs> Honestly, my diarrhea is really boring, so I really want to like <laughs> spice it up a little bit. <laughs> oh oh boy! Well, that's my homegrown trivia plucked straight from the garden of Wikipedia. Well, there you and the go. The U.S. Forest Service. Well, Casey. Um, we broke form a little bit today, but we had fun doing it, didn't we? I think we? it was great. I really liked it. And uh, now we dive deep into the hell of this uh, dogwood debate. Alex, this saddens me. Why? Because I love the dogwood. I love it. It's a good tree. I, it's the, it's, as I noted, I have it tattooed right here. Uh, I love I love them. That's I, right. Casey has a dogwood yeah. flower on his wrist. I do. I have it on my wrist. My mom's favorite tree is a dogwood. Um, it's half the reason I got this. And uh, here's the thing. Enough is enough. And I have explicit reasons why I feel this way. Shameful. It's not shameful, Alex. It is very shame, shameless. Here's the thing. Uh, you know me. I'm an urban forester. I'm an arborist. I work out in the cities. Uh-huh. And I have a passion for planting trees and developing and growing and maintaining and managing a landscape that is in and around urban areas that actually accomplishes something. 
Yes. Um, the reason I didn't do landscape architecture and like continue through into being a landscape architect is because everything was too much like I want it to look really good and that's it. Like it was all about like how can you make a really big, beautiful design and it was lacking and I know there's plenty of really good landscape architects who don't do this, but there were so many that didn't pay attention to the function of that landscape mm. as much as they should have. Whereas like, it'll be beautiful, just plant it and call it good. Whether or not you're like, well, you're planting this tree or this plant or whatever it is because it looks good on your design on paper, but it doesn't actually function like that. Whether it's like a path. Have you ever had this happen, Alex? Mm. Where you'd walk down a path, the path goes to the left. Clearly, the direct route is just going to the right. Maybe like the path diagonals up, and then you'd have to take a sharp right to go back. But then many people just cut through oh, sure. that section. Yeah. That is poor design. Yeah. At its finest. Yeah. Poor design is is that that is when the people are telling you this is stupid. Do it right. different. So in uh, in a city, I think that we we should be designing things. Everything is designed. Everything in a city has been designed. Or maybe a lack of design, someone just kind of put it up, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're figuring out, okay, we, we, we know all these things. We're very smart. We've, we've done a lot of uh, research. We know what is the best, what is not the best. So we have things like tree codes that say you must plant a tree here. Um, we also have things in the tree code that say, well, if you remove a tree, you have to replant a tree, Right. right. Good, good thing, yeah? Would Smart. You, would you agree? Uh, yes. Take, take a penny, leave a penny. There you go. Take a penny, leave a penny. Now, describe to me exactly, what is the worth of one penny? Um, gosh. It, it depends if we're going metaphorical or not, Casey. No, strictly not metaphorical. <laughs> this, is, this question is exactly as easy as it sounds. One cent. Correct. Now, if you take a penny... And you li- then leave another penny, or uh-huh. vice versa. You leave a penny and then later take a penny. Sure. Um, is that exactly equal? It is. It is precisely so, right? Uh-huh. So that is what we're talking about. Why I hate dogwoods. Great. There's the sound clip. There it is. <laughs> right now, in a city, Good we Lord. have tree. Alex is like, what? <laughs> What did I do? What did I just get trapped? Just to be clear, Alex didn't. I did not lead that metaphor. That you brought that up, and it's exactly perfect. Well, we're good partners. We're good partners. So, if right now in the city of Portland, for uh-huh. instance, if you cut down a tree uh, on private property or in the street, you have to plant a new tree. They have all these different caveats. If you can't exactly, there's you know ways to do other things. But for all intents and purposes, in ninety percent of the cases. You cut a tree down, you have to replant a new tree. Great. Great. Perfect. Now, most of the time these days, what is happening Mm. is somebody is cutting down a big tree. For whatever reason, maybe they just think, ah, you know, trees are, um, I just don't like this tree. It's messy. I I want more room. You know, you name all these, what I would call, and I'm going to vociferously restate, stupid fucking reasons. You want to cut down this big, nice tree. Maybe it's a Douglas fir. Maybe it's a cedar. Maybe it's a maybe it's a big hey, leaf maple. Horse maybe, chestnut. Maybe it's a horse chestnut. Maybe it's an oak. Maybe it's a normal chestnut. Maybe it's an elm. You name it. A tree that is like one of those big, famous, big trees. Yeah. Wherever you are, there are those big, famous trees. Which we're blessed to have. We're blessed to have them. And I mean famous in like everyone knows when you say linden or maple or oak. You have this vision of this big thing in right. your head. Right. So we are cutting those down. 
um, as a society, as an area, as a community, at a rate that is outstanding. Portland uh, just put out a thing. They lost like 800 acres of tree canopy um, over the last, I think, five years or so. Wow, from cutting down big trees. From just cutting down, yeah, either a bunch of small trees or one big tree. Yeah. And let me tell you, you're exactly right. Most of it's big trees. Damn. So, um, when I was working for the city, constantly, these are what people would do. do. Yeah, they would cut down all these trees for whatever reason, development, personal, private, you just, who cares? Yeah. Uh, then it said, well, you must replant a tree. You must now leave a penny for the penny you are taking. <laughs> uh, at least that's how it's presented. So, then people would say, oh, great, dogwood. This is where I thought we were going. This is where we're going, Alex. All and right. So let me just say, every time I saw that, and you'd go out and you'd look at the permit, and you'd have to be like, "Yep, meets the requirements. They can cut this tree down." Yeah. What are they planting? Oh my god, a dogwood. <sighs> I'm so angry with that. Like, so the thing here, I bristle at the thought. <laughs> <laughs> Dogwoods in a vacuum. Yep. We adore amazing trees. Yes. But no tree exists in a vacuum. No tree exists. Thank you, Alex, for saying that. You're quite welcome. Unless we're talking, you know, Christmas tree needles after yeah. you take the tree <laughs> yeah. down, you've got a vacuum with that carpet. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, whole different story. Forgive me. So, you, we go out in the real world, uh-huh. and dogwoods are no longer daddy's special child. No, 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 they're not. They are just fucking everywhere, and replace, not only that, but replacing... Exactly. Some big, majestic trees, a variety of big, majestic trees. Oh, my God, yes, Alex. I understand it, Casey. And this is why I have such uh, an antagonistic feeling towards it. Keep in mind, earlier, like uh, I think five minutes ago, I said I love dogwoods. I love them to death. Yeah. I think they're one of the most beautiful trees that we have been blessed to have on this earth. Sure. I think they are enough. Enough is enough. Yeah. Plant them, but if you plant one dogwood, you need to plant one other big, gigantic growing tree right next to it. These are my feelings toward Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> if you need, if you have enough Lin-Manuel... Listen, you're Lin- extremely Lin- talented, <laughs> but you're in everything. <laughs> you're everywhere. So uh, let me give you a quick rundown um, as to why I think this is not only a thing that is like, eh, oh, good, you know, you, you've seen enough. We did our walk today, and almost everywhere you looked at any given yeah. uh, aspect ratio, there were three or four dogwoods in our view. Yes, we counted once, in our, and we stopped on the sidewalk, yeah. and we counted the number of dogwoods we could see in our 360 view. And it wasn't it like twelve or thirteen. I think it was up. Uh, it was up there. Yeah. yeah. Normal city block. Like there was nothing yeah. special about where we were. Yeah. So um, that those trees were growing where there could be other big, gorgeous trees, and we stopped and we looked at um, some oak trees that were massive. We looked at some magnolias that were massive. Mm-hmm. We looked at some uh, uh, an elm and a horse chestnut. There were these big, massive trees, and we're looking at them. They are doing a bunch of work. the The London or the yeah, the London plane tree. tree, yeah, three trees that were taking up essentially an entire like quarter block worth of space. If it was three dogwoods in those same places, it would be they would pale in comparison. It would be they would be so out of place. They would be so uh, dimensionally uh, just 
off scale. Sure. That you'd be like, why did we? Why didn't we plan something more like massive there? Yeah. You know, and that is what I see so often walking through the streets, where someone is able, or for whatever reason, they just want to remove this big gigantic tree, which is usually out of some fear or some misguided um, idea of what is right, or you know, is 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 this safe? Is this not safe? When then someone's like, I can make a lot of money cutting this tree down. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's not safe, mm. you know. Does or, that happen? Oh yeah, all the time. Corrupt arborists out here cutting down trees they don't need to. Many, 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 many of them. Damn. Yeah, it's really frustrating. There's a there's one company in Portland that does that all the time. Really? Yeah, you yeah. want to call them out? Oh yeah, totally. What is it? Uh, uh, Urban Forest Pro. Wow. Yeah, that's their uh, that's their company name. Is, I, is Pro in quotes? Casey? No, no, but it should be. It really should be. So this is my hot take. I don't work for the city anymore, and I have nothing nothing really... Uh, I, I won't disparage them. I'm sure they're good people, and they have certified arborists and all these uh-huh. things, but I find their work practices less than savory. They, uh, they, will, they will say, here's the letter of the law. You can do this. And then they will help encourage people to do it when it's like, it's not... There's nothing causing any problems but they can make money if they cut that tree down so they'll make sure that you know you're in your rights to cut that tree down yeah so they kind of encourage trees to be cut down so they can make money rather than saying no that's a that's a good tree you you shouldn't do this damn yeah so i i I worked with them lots of times and uh it's like yeah you guys are just um you're not doing anything wrong but uh you're not doing anything too right either so they're not they're not like breaking any laws or no they always get their permits shit man. yeah it's really frustrating that's awful well so that's the big thing uh, so I'm gonna give you a quick list real fast uh, and this is just gonna be uh, why um, why it's important uh, that trees are are actually around like this is just a quick me thinking writing down one after another the 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 uh, ecosystem services that okay. trees provide uh, they su- provide stormwater interception and retention uh, they keep water from going into the ground as soon as it goes to the ground into a drain it has to be treated before it goes back out into our rivers this is just trees in general this is just trees in general right. but specifically urban trees growing anywhere inside the city okay, right it. now on the on the street trees kind okay. of thing so they do that, which helps reduce a whole bunch of flooding and pollution issues. Um, they also absorb pollution just straight from the air. It also lands on their leaves. Their leaves then fall off many times or water runs off of them and then uh, it goes into the ground where microbes and things can take care of it. Lovely. They help mitigate the heat island effect by shading buildings, roads, and air conditioning the air. Love it. So that's a great thing. We experienced that today, walking. That's right. We just literally from one side of the road to the other, and it was like we're in the furnace, or we're like very comfortably walking in the shade. Would you say that was like a 10 degree difference? I would say easily, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very easily. It was significant. So they also de-stress people. You also notice, ah, 100%. Feels really good. Uh, They slow down vehicle traffic. If you have big trees over the top of a of a street um people are less likely to go down that street really quickly interesting yeah there's traffic calming that happens with trees wow they send off those tiny little volatile organic compounds that produce all those uh, uh, positive benefits in people. All the things that are like um, that help you calm, that like de-stress you, that make you like, ooh, like reset your brain a little bit. Kind of like sleeping. No one's really sure exactly what happens, but your, sure. your body repairs itself. Yeah. Same thing. Like people say, go out into the woods 
and then come back. You'll feel different even though you did nothing different than be in the woods versus not in the woods. Sure. So those are all like these these smells that we don't even know we're smelling, but it has this like uh, subconscious and psychedelic effect on us. Okay. I'm going to use those terms. I that think that's good. fine. They uh, they break up. Uh, this is my term again, and I'm reading a, a list that I wrote um, historically. Um, or wrote when I was doing my notes. Okay. Because I was I, I wrote out everything. I, when I do like rants like this, and I'm like, what am I going to talk about today? I start writing. Sixteen paragraphs later, I'm like, oh shit. I've got to stop. <laughs> this thing's got to be an hour long. Yeah. And so uh, I said, quote, they break up vicious, harsh urban lines and surfaces with organics, organic shapes, colors, and textures. Yeah. I've never is, really thought about it that yeah, way, but it, you're right. It really makes things a lot less intense, like very, very calming. Yes. Uh, they also provide habitat for all manner of life aside from humans and make our habitable areas more tolerable in and of themselves. Wonderful. So this is just a quick list I thought of. There's plenty more. Yeah. Um, and they can get way more intense too. If you have uh, a big tree, science has shown that the larger the tree, the more exponentially increased these services are or are provided. Maybe that's okay. how I should phrase that. Bigger tree, exponentially more services than a smaller tree. Cool. So if we cut down a three foot, let's say two mm. foot diameter oak tree, that oak tree at two feet diameter is probably 60 feet tall and 40 feet wide in the canopy. A two foot wide or two foot diameter um, dogwood is maybe 25 feet, 30 feet tall and maybe about the same wide. Mm -hmm. And it is not doing anything other than, I will give it the credit, looking absolutely Pants shittingly stunning, <laughs> but that's it. That is it. It does. It does other things. Like it has. It has that. So my biggest question is: Are we? Should we? Against all these other benefits that you can get if you planted big trees, which also have very beautiful flowers. There's plenty of those that I could give you op uh, give you options of. The right horse now. chestnut we saw today. It's a perfect example, yep. Alex. Those should we be saying ah. Let's remove those and then just be okay with planting little dogwoods and little cherries back mm. because we are not getting that, as you said, one penny left, one penny taken. The cutting and then planting, cut a tree, plant a tree, is not a one-to-one -one equal cent for cent. Wow. Not by a long shot. This is like... This is like uh, Take take a 20, leave a penny. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, theoretically, that penny could appreciate to get to the size of a 20. Sure. But that's going to take 80 years. Just put it in some water. Exactly. That's all you got to do. Give it a little soil. It's going to be okay. In about three weeks, it'll be a nickel. <laughs> Man, I wish that's how money works. That'd be incredible, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, you could do that. If you, you leave that new penny, it could grow if you plant. If, if that is an oak penny, you're going to get a big oak in a long time. But it's going to take a long time. You know, in, in, if, if money did work that way, yeah. uh, instead of putting it under your mattress, you'd want to put it under your waterbed. Yeah. Oh, Alex. Yes, you would. Keep it nice and uh, moist. <laughs> as he rubs his face in disgust with his own joke. <laughs> 
anyway, so this is uh, this is my take. I I think I think they're very beautiful trees. I think they're amazing trees. Before you get into that, yes. I want to get into our review of the dogwood. Oh God, okay, because you're we're right. basically there. We're basically there. We're yeah. basically there. Well, before I do, you want to do the before we do the review? Uh-huh. Do you want to comment on my hot takes? I've, it's been a lot of rant so far. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna comment on them okay. in my review. Okay, perfect. I think that that's what feels right to me. That sounds good. And here's how we do it. We're going to give some final thoughts yep. about Casey's opinions <laughs> and the dogwood. I then give it a rating, the dogwood, of 0 to 10 Golden Cones of Honor. Casey, as a resident expert, we will continue with you. I am going to give this a 6.9. Okay. 6.9 right off the bat because they are amazing trees. Yeah. They're amazing trees. I find them to be some of the most the best things to find when you're out in the woods. You're walking around and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's a dogwood. It's yeah. it's almost like you stop and there's like a wild animal just right there. Totally. Just right in the sunshine with these little things coming right up. I think that is so much fun. They're so beautiful. And they're also understated. They, they will grow in the woods like this and then they'll just be like... And they'll disappear back into the, the, the wood ether. And you'll be like, what kind of tree is that? I don't know. Leaves are kind of funny. Yeah, move it on. You don't pay any attention to it. You think it's an alder. You think it's something else. But then when it blooms, it's unmistakable. Yeah. But it doesn't ask for anything. It's not trying to be the biggest, the tallest. It's not trying to do anything. It's just trying to like, hey, I'm just going to stun you. Like I'm going to I'm gonna walk out and be like, um, <laughs> and then it's just going to be quiet for the rest of the year. I think that's fantastic. However, we have we have given it such a pedestal that it is it needs to be knocked off that pedestal. Mm. If you plant a dogwood, which you should emphatically, plant it under next to a gigantic other tree. As that tree gets large, the dogwood will grow underneath and around it and with it, and you'll end up getting like this really beautiful like whole conglomeration of leaf. Some leaves are doing really good work. Other leaves are doing uh, no work at all, but they bloom and they're really beautiful. So I'm giving it a 6.9 because I can't take it up to 7, even though I really wish I could, but I have to, I have to stick with I have to stick with it, Alex. 6.9 Golden Cones of Honor for yes. the dogwood from dendrologist Casey Clapp. Exactly. If we only planted one every now and then, I bet you it would be up in the nines. Wow. Yeah, seriously. That sounds like a people problem. Yeah, exactly. It's a, this is a people problem tree. Wow. Anyway, Alex, I'm sorry. I will be quiet for the next two minutes. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, he's going to do it. <laughs> Ah, let me just take my time here. Oh, Casey is turning off his microphone. Incredible. Casey, I love the dogwood. What can I say? But I also kind of agree with you. I I actually I do want your I do want you to to talk with me. I I feel I feel strange having the stage by myself here. This is a, Casey's shaking his head no. He's he's counting down the seconds. All right, whatever. So we were on our walk today, Casey, recording a Patreon episode. And I was, you know, you brought me to this specific neighborhood because there are so many dogwoods. And it, it was kind of a, uh, it was kind of an, uh, an anagram for the rest of Portland. Like Portland's fucking filled with dogwoods. This is a very high concentration of dogwoods in this one neighborhood. 
We walked around. Was, oh, there's a dog. Oh, wow, they're so beautiful. After about maybe 40 minutes or so, every time we saw a dogwood, I was like, right, okay, another dogwood. Yeah. And I said to you, I said out loud, I'm kind of sick of them. Um, there were plenty of trees, but dogwoods were fucking everywhere. And every time we turned on a new a new street, oh, there's six more dogwoods. Um, however... They're really gorgeous. I think they're extremely delicate looking. They're very graceful trees. The the way that they kind of grow up and out, and I feel like more often than not, I see them sort of heavy on one side. They kind of have, I, I imagine, sort of like a, a dancer making a pose. You know, they're they they're really beautiful trees, um, and their shape is is gorgeous and their flowers are gorgeous and they're even their leaves their leaves look very plain uh uh, if you just kind of glance at them we took a closer look today they're extremely unique looking that accumulate those accumulate veins i am gonna be sort of in your realm but i'm give i'm giving it that push over the edge that you refuse to give it i'm gonna go 7.0 (laughs) <laughs> i had casey dunk his head in a tank of water during I that breathe all time alex i almost went for three minutes i just wanted to share wow thinking about him as a as a dancer that's really nice i i, I you were moving your body in a way that i was expecting you to say that so i was really happy like your arms were up and you're like they kind of like it's like they're dancing yeah yeah i completely agree i i think they are but you know how i think we also describe their uh their whole foliage as a um uh like candy uh oh, cotton, cotton candy cotton candy, pink. candy pink yeah. yeah so i think that's the same thing like you know you see so many of them you get a little sick i think that is how it feels <laughs> like when you're eating cotton candy yeah like the first one you're like yeah actually i really don't like cotton candy 100 percent. period yeah cotton candy is gross what's a candy you do you like sweet tarts right um no not even sweet tarts, just smarties oh I'm smarties big fan of smarties that's right yeah if you send me smarties i'll probably not eat them because i'm a little bit afraid that someone's gonna send something crazy I like uh I like I, I oh like Smarties oh like uh um anthrax pressed into the shape of <laughs> yeah, Smarties exactly yes we'll get him yeah we got a lot of <laughs> listeners out there who are gonna be pissed off that I I don't like dogwood so much <laughs> by the way if you want to send us candy I'm a big fan of sweet tart ropes ah sweet tart ropes just oh the texture God. alone is incredible the wow. cherry flavor is really good well there you go anyway. Hot take today, Alex, between yeah. the two of us here. Casey, it's a little bittersweet. I think um, we're going to get is. some people disagreeing with us. We may, may get some brave souls coming out of the yeah. of the proverbial closet and saying, yes, I do too. Yeah. think dogwoods are overrated. I think that's perfect. Um, and we're not even necessarily saying they're overrated. Just no. over, over-planted, just maybe. Over, just over-planted. Yeah. And, and over- In the place of things that we yes, want more. Exactly. I think uh, if you cut down a big tree, you have to replant a big tree. And you can also include a dogwood next to it. That's fine. Mm. That's what I say. Unless, as we also noted, the big caveat here, if it's the right tree for the right place and there is no other better tree for that place. Right. Or it is one of many right trees for the right place. I think that is just fair. Underneath power lines, for instance, great choice. And if you need to hire a consultant on what to plant where, Mm. I know a guy. Yes. uh, Find me at Casey Clap. Clap for trees. Send me an email. (laughs) Casey, that was our review of the dogwood, parentheses, S, parentheses. 
It's time for a completely arbitrary Q&A. This week's question is from Derek Matthew on the Instagram. Hi, Derek. Hi, Derek. Derek says, I have an important question. Okay. If you were to die and be replanted as a tree, which tree would it be? Ooh, hold on. I have a, a follow-up question, Alex. Okay, Casey? Um, how about, uh, rather, is this meaning like um, which kind of tree, if I was in, uh, say, a box, would I be buried in, um, as in pine box? Or would it be um, if I was to be buried and then a, a thing that a thing would grow from me, what would that be? I continue Derek's question. I just went to the Funeral Museum in Houston, and they had a section on being planted as a tree. Ah, thank you, Derek, for answering the question. And now I must know what your eternal tree choice would be. So maybe, wow. yeah, let's do both. If you were if you were buried traditionally in uh-huh. a casket, um, what uh, type of wood would you want this casket to be made out of? Mm. And then, if you were to be planted in a you know a seedling bag or whatever, yeah. uh, what tree would you want to be planted? Ooh, as? I like the idea of a seedling bag. What is it called? I don't know, but I like a seedling bag. Let's just stick with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good question, Alex. You need to answer this question too, of course. Of yes, I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my answer. Okay, so. Uh, you know, a part of me, um, I like the idea of like one of those old fashioned, um, like sarcophagus things where like you dig it up years later, oh. it never decayed, and you're like, what's inside here? Yeah. You know, I kind of like that as an idea. Okay. Um, which would make me choose something that like doesn't decay ever. Um, to build it out of that only because not it's not that I want to last forever by any means. It's more that I, I like the idea of somehow my my remains and whatever is in there to be found someday is like yeah. an archaeological interest. It'd be cool. Kind of sounds fun. Yeah. Um, so in that case... Make it really confusing so the people in, oh, yeah. in the year 3000 BC are like... They, they used to... Uh, the these he was half man, half dog. Just look at his burial chamber. <laughs> yeah, like all these other like weird little notes and things in there. They're like, yeah. what is this? Is this <laughs> a mystery? You know, is this a priest? I don't know. What's this? What's this rope? And like opens up some hidden thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Turns out there's you know the Constitution has a note on the back. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I like that. I like that idea. So I would think, um. Like, what would be a good one? I feel like a juniper or uh, um, a true cedar, something that just never decays, that you can put in the ground and it'll just stay there forever. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of a, I think it's just mostly juniper does that, or maybe the Osage orange. Oh. That might be fun. Yeah, I think I'm going to take an Osage orange. Okay. Uh, with an inlay of juniper. Uh, Lovely. Just as an extra, you know, extra thing. That sounds great. Yeah. What about you? I am. I have a couple answers okay. for the for the casket. Yeah. One, and then we'll and then we'll talk about what tree we'd mm-hmm, want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, casket wise, I'm yeah. thinking Indian rosewood. Ooh. Because it's really rare and expensive. Yeah. Okay. You want to so be like fancy. Three hundred thousand dollars worth of Indian <laughs> rosewood. <laughs> you got to smuggle it in to, <laughs> to get what you're going. Um, but also, I think it would be fun uh, to have my casket be sort of like a puzzle. Like an escape room, but oh. in a, so like if you want to, if you want to <laughs> see what's inside, you got to like. There's like keys it's hidden the, in compartments. It's and, the opposite of an escape room. You uh, to, yeah, you you're to trying try to escape in. into my eternal yeah. room. Okay, because I also I thought maybe it's a fun idea that they made it a riddle so that you're like in case he comes back alive, 
We don't want him to figure out how to get out of here. Yes. So, right. it's, so it's a literal escape <laughs> room. So they're like, we got to make sure that he can't figure out. So yeah. make everything a riddle. When the zombie apocalypse happens, you want to bury <laughs> each zombie in, in a riddle box. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. That one's an idiot. He's never going to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> And then when they when they finally get it open, I'm I'm my my corpse is holding a sign that says like "Gotcha" or something. You know, great job. Yeah, there's no reward. <laughs> there's no reward. But congrats. The reward is just some some decayed piece of dust. Yeah. All whoops. right. <laughs> um. So if you were okay, so a tree now. If you were yeah. to be planted as a tree, what would you want to be? Okay. Okay. Um. Honestly, I've always imagined a dogwood just because I I like the idea of like blooming and flowers being planted. Um over the top of, of something like you, you oh, plant yeah. and then in the next spring uh you see this like profusion of beauty and flowers that mm. comes in a place that is normally somewhat you know morose and like people are very sad about uh cemeteries yeah but um i don't think they i don't think they need to be it is you know on a personal level but on a macro level they're really they're they're a place of uh sort of this remembrance and sort of like honoring our ancestors to yeah. some extent yeah um so the the tree that I would like one, and I have to, I guess, pick one. I guess what I should say is I would love to be buried in a way that uh, you plant me in the ground, and then fucking you get a whole ecosystem that pops up mm. around that. Um, so I guess in that regard, it wouldn't even be a flowering tree at all. It would probably be something like a western red cedar, where uh, you know, quintessentially known as the tree of life. That I think would be a tree that you could plant it's gonna live forever so essentially i'm living forever and it also uh as it gets big and old and falls apart it becomes a really really uh fantastic bit of ecosystem mm-hmm. uh, in and of itself um especially if it can live you know for eight hundred thousand years that's when they really start to thrive right on so maybe i believe that's uh i think that's what i'd probably do cool mm-hmm. yeah what about you i like your i actually i'm i'm kind of with you i was thinking like i would love to be something that will one day fall over and turn into a nurse log oh yeah that would be beautiful so western red cedar is not a bad one not a bad one but the, um, the western hemlock is I, that is, was yeah. my yep but then again that they, they grow on things they they are the nurse uh they are the, the nurse log correct yeah yeah or maybe like um I, I, what might be nice too is like a uh, big black walnut. Mm, yeah, just something really big and majestic, and mm-hmm. and something that you know a future generation might love and, yeah. and be like you know sit under attach a, a swing to or that something. That is that's so perfect. That's exactly such a lovely thing to think about. Like, and, and the more you get, you know, the more that humans interact with it, the uh, more chance I have of like using my spirit to. To communicate with them. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, H B Q W. What? Who said that? <laughs> Is that a code? Yeah, to it's, my, a, it's a code on how to, to get my in, escape yeah, room. To get into your escape coffin. room. To get into your, your in, in, in. It's not an escape, it's escape into um, a break in coffin. Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I'm going to call it my puzzle box. Yes, okay, your puzzle box. Alex's puzzle box of fun. Uh, that would be great if you got that on your, your gravestone with just an arrow pointing down. <laughs> <laughs> the first clue on the gravestone. <laughs> yeah, it's just some code with an arrow pointing down. Yeah. 
man, someone would dig that up so fast. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> I like that. That is fun. Uh, thank you, Derek, for your question. I loved that one. I saw uh, it last week, and I thought, we got to do yeah, that. Yeah, we definitely do. Uh, if you have a question for us about trees, email us at arbitrarypod at gmail.com. That's A-R-B-O-R-T-R-A-R-Y pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. If you want to support the podcast with your money, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. You can join the Arboretum for two bonus episodes a month about other related topics and trees or the coveted Cone of the Month Club mm. and receive a unique die-cut cone sticker illustrated by an independent artist in your mailbox every month. We're on like month 15 or I something? Th- yeah, I think it's 15. This is the giant sequoia month. Yeah, that's right. This is just so beautiful. It's so well done. Yeah. Uh, it helps us a lot. It helps the pod go keep going. And it helps us do bigger and cooler things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if uh, if you listen to this and you think, huh, this is worth $5, uh, maybe consider the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, that would be excellent. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, just keep on uh, tuning in every yeah. week. We'll, we'll keep putting them out. That's right. Always for free. Always for free. Yay! <laughs> All right, we got to go. Thanks for listening to this episode of Completely Arbitrary. We'll see you next time. Bye. Au revoir, everyone. Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp. Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals. And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. And find additional readings at completelyarbitrary.com. Thanks for listening. 